Jason, it's our show, and like every other show, we are brought to the people by Budget Blinds. Budget Blinds! Budget Blinds of Lee Summit are our friends and our magnanimous sponsors, and they have a tip for you. When planning out your betting, think odd. That's easy for you, isn't it, Jason? I can't do anything but. <laughs> odd numbers of pillows actually will give you a balanced look. You know, yesterday, I kid you not, there I was at tw- on Twitter in lieu of doing like work and stuff. Isn't and there what, was what social media is for? There was a literal entire Twitter argument in the Twitter sphere in which I live about how many pillows are the proper number of pillows to have. Now, this was more about sleeping than look, but there was some of that, you know, like we've got to have the shams and the other pillows and the fancy pillows and the I don't I I'm a one pillow sleeper. Me too. I've got I've got a pillow. I love it. I I sleep on it, and I the rest of it is uh, well. It's not my choice. We'll just put it that way about the pillow decorations in our household. No, I don't know what the proper number is there. However, those of you who are listening who are in charge of pillow decisions in your home, an odd number of pillows on your bed will give you that balanced look that you're looking for. That's your tip for this week from our good good friends. At Budget Blinds. Go see him in downtown Lee Summit. Tell him Jason and Nick sent you. Joining me today is Dr. Matt Newald, a local dentist from Lakewood Dental Center. Welcome, Matt. How's it going today? It's good. All right. So we talked. You wanted to come on the show. And all I could think of was Steve Martin singing, I want to be a dentist. And so I'm going to ask you this question. Why? Why would anybody ever want to be a dentist? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, I actually had to revisit that video uh, last <laughs> night after our conversation, and um, it's uh, definitely not an accurate portrayal of, of, of the profession in its current state. Um, wait, 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 wait. You mean you mean that wasn't real? Uh, you know, maybe 40 or 50 years ago. So. <laughs> I come from a long line of dentists. I'm actually a fourth-generation dentist, you know, dating all the way back to the 1920s. My wow. great-grandfather actually graduated from what was Midwestern Dental College, is now UMKC, so... Um, it's kind of in the family genes, I suppose. So, always had an interest in it, and uh, it's certainly been a very rewarding profession for me, and something I enjoy doing on a daily basis. So, so there, there is. It's a passion thing, not just um, well, Dad did it, and Grandpa did it, and so I better too. No, it's you know, I literally get to help people and improve their lives on a daily basis, and you know, it, it has a great rewarding effect. Um, well, I'm gonna ask you because I ask the dumb questions. That's 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 my role on this on no this show. Thing. Passion for digging around in somebody's mouth seems a little odd to me. You know, it's when you're around it from literally the day of, you know, you know, when you're young, you just kind of see it. It's something you, you become accustomed to. So, um, you know, there are some things that, you know, that I don't know. We may want to restart that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm trying not to get like too graphic or anything. So. No, no. <laughs> well, we just finished. Uh, the month of February, which was National Children's Dental Health Month, that's a big deal for you. Kids and dental health, that's, that's something you focus on a lot. So I'm just, I'm just a, little, a little curious. Why, how early do we need to start? Not really caring. That's too, too extreme. But you know, how early do you, do you start really focusing on kids and, and, and how they take care of their mouth? You know, I've, I've had the luxury throughout my career to treat um, children of all ages, and it's, it's, it's very rewarding. Um, but one of the 
big things because I've been doing this for over 18 years now um, is you know watching these kids grow up and I've now watched them become young adults and, and seen the evolution of of their oral health care through the years and you know one of the big components as far as when children should come in is you know really at a very young age and, and the American Dental Association and the American Association of Pediatric Dentists recommends that all children should have their first dental visit before the age of one. Really? Um, yeah, because it's, you know, you start developing habits early. Um, it's critical, especially in kids. Um, it, the sooner you start doing that and have them accustomed to coming into a dental office or that type of setting, you, you know, the more prone they're going to be to being comfortable in that setting. So is um, that is that more about, about habit than it is maybe about uh, the actual treatments and preventive care? It is. You know, it's... It, it gives us two opportunities. One, we get to interact with that child um, in the dental setting. And two, it gives us the opportunity to educate parents because there's a lot of misinformation about out there about, you know, oral health and kids and, and, and how that, um, you know, and how it affects their, their overall health for their entire life. So um, to engage on both those levels, both with parents and children at early onset, really minimizes the negative effects of, of receiving oral health care down the road. Well, while we're on that subject then, and so so my next question, this is probably, you can answer this for adults and kids, but how often should we be seeing you? I know we all get the reminders every, you know, every year, go see your, go see your dentist, but, but is, is, is that, is annual enough? Should we, should we go see, see you and your ilk more often than that? You know, one of the things that we try to promote and while we're raising awareness during Children's Dental Oral Health Month is uh, something we call the rule two. So that's visiting the dentist twice a year, um, brushing your teeth twice a day for two minutes. So, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you there because that's, I've, I've had this question a lot. So when I was growing up, it was three times a day, brush your teeth. And now we say two, are we, are we just, do we have stronger teeth? Is this evolution now? Well, me personally, I always recommend anytime you consume a meal or anything, you should brush your teeth. So three times a day is, is certainly a good recommendation. That's just the minimal recommendation that the American Dental Association provides um, for both youth and, and adults. Let's ask uh, uh, some other kind of real things because while we're on the subject of brushing rules, you said twice a day, two minutes, two minutes at a time. There's a lot of advertising out there about toothbrushes, and you you guys give us a new toothbrush every time. So I have two questions on toothbrushes. One: Are there really bad toothbrushes out there? The ones to avoid, and how often do I need to make my kid changes? Uh, that actually is a very good question. Um, you know, it really there. Are, for the most part in the marketplace now, most toothbrushes have the ADA seal of approval, so they're effective and they're safe. Um, we've gotten away from hard bristle toothbrushes and more to soft bristle toothbrushes. That, that has evolved. <clears throat> I certainly recommend, you know, electronic toothbrushes. You know, t- certainly they're a little pricier, but the efficacy as far as, you know, providing the oral hygiene. Um, I like them, but I just like toys too. So I, I always wondered if that was a, a real thing, if I was getting a better toothbrush by going electric. What? Well, it is really because you're taking the manual dexterity piece out of it, especially for children. You know, even my own children, I, I have them absolutely use, you know, a rotary spin brush because, you know, children just, they don't have the dexterity that we do. Um, but again, I recommend electronic toothbrushes for adults as well. So. All right. Well, how often should we be changing those brushes? Because I guarantee you, you somebody's going to listen to this and they're going to go into their bathroom like, man, I've been using that same brush for a long time. And I can certainly say, um, you know, we provide toothbrushes at every cleaning appointment. If that's twice a year, it's 
definitely less than definitely less than six months. So <laughs> a typical toothbrush is every three months. Some of them are thirty days. Most of them come with a manufacturer's recommendation. So especially the, the spin brushes, and actually most of them have indicators on them now. So they kind of take the the thinking part out of it. I, I can tell you that probably nobody has read the back of their toothbrush box to see I, what those recommendations know, honestly, are. <laughs> as an oral health care provider, I have not either. <laughs> All right, here's my here's my other one. I'm going to ask this one because this is what my kid tells me all the time, and he hates it when I say "cause I said so." How big a deal is flossing? It actually is a big deal. I know there's been some recent studies that um, that contradict that, but from a long term standpoint, um, it, it gets into places the traditional toothbrush can't, and it's removing that bad bacteria, um, cavity causing bacteria. Um, so it, it it definitely has an importance. So. Um, there's definitely new technologies out there that, you know, um, are more effective, but there isn't anything for a true replacement for flossing. Well, do you have any other tips or things that you should tell us that we should know as we all try to force our kids to brush their teeth and to take care of their mouth? Because really none of them want to do it. Or your kids are probably perfect at it. Uh, no, far from perfect. You know. <laughs> My kids have had their first share of cavities too, so – um, you know, I, th- I think one of the things is, is, is we're raising kids. It's like, it's just one more added layer to your busy, crazy schedule today. But one of the things we try to tell parents, like, you know, show, tell, do, or tell, show, do, um, show them, you know, how you brush and, and do it with, you know, do it with them at night. I mean, it's, it, it's kind of one of those things. Kids do have a tendency to follow in their parents' footsteps, you know, and, and it's no different with oral health care as well. Um, parents that raise children where they go twice a year. Those children, when they grow up to be adults, are much more likely to visit the dentist on a regular basis and have good oral home care and a lot fewer dental problems long term. What are maybe some some common things that you see? Are, are there, I mean, is is there one or two like big problems that 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 we need to focus on that we need to know about? You know, I think one of the the, the biggest messages we have to get out there is, you know, getting these kids in at an early age. The longer you wait, the more problems that are more more than likely going to develop and the harder they are to treat because they haven't been in that setting from day one. So getting them in that setting early on, teaching them good oral hygiene habits um, and familiarizing them with the dental office setting makes it much easier for them to, if and when they need to receive care, uh, to get that care long term. So, I mean, as of now, I, I don't know what the current statistics are, but, you know, one in five kids Right now has active decay going on in their mouth. So that's 20% of our society that has an active cavity that could or may, may be causing pain. Okay, well, here's, here's where you get to nerd out a little bit. Tell us exactly really what is a cavity, what is active decay. I mean, I think, you know, most of us, we all know there's a hole in a tooth somewhere. But, but I guess kind of maybe paint us a better picture and what that really is and what to watch for. You know, Basically, a cavity is, you know, we have this outer shell and it's called enamel and it's, it, that's a protective layer of the tooth. Um, teeth have feelings. So once, you know, <laughs> they, they do. Teeth they, have feelings. They, they, they unfortunately I was do. waiting for you to break into song. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, once that outer layer is violated, it's usually, you know, the cause of it is, you know, obviously bacteria in the mouth and, you know, sugary diets. Um, then the tooth literally starts decaying. Um, and at some point there'll be some pain associated with that. And so once that happens, you've got to remove those areas and, and, and fix those areas. So really, as, as, if, if you are a parent or even, I guess, for your, for yourself, um, 
watch for the pain. I mean, is that kind of is that the indicator that you? It, no, it really isn't. I mean, but we need to be cognizant of our kids if they do complain of dental pain, not to put it off. Um, that's the big premise behind visiting twice a year. Is we want to if there's something going on, we want to see it and fix it before it becomes painful. Because I can tell you, rest assured. You know, I, I take emergency calls all the time, and there is nothing worse in this world. And I think a lot of my adult patients who have been through it could testify than a, than tooth pain. It's one of the most acute pains you can endure. So, and certainly to put a child through that, that's something we want to avoid. Well, you mentioned while you were talking about cavities, you mentioned about you know a lot of the the candies and things. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this. I say it to my kid, but really only because my mother said it to me. Is candy really? Are the hard candies? Are they really that bad? They are, believe it or not. And, you know, and you know, we live in a society now where we have fluoride in the water, which actually has has definitely improved overall oral health care. Um, but we also live in a time where kids are consuming all kinds of refined carbohydrates and high fructose corn syrups, you know, and candies. And, you know, one of the worst are the, the sour candies. And Oh, man, I love those. Yeah, I know. We all do, <laughs> don't we? But, you know, um, in small amounts. But um, – what ultimately breaks down the enamel layer of the tooth is acids in the mouth. And those sour candies are it's generally citric acid. Um, carbonated beverages, that's carbonic acid. So those are the things that break down. And, and to, if you consistently consume those, it makes you much more at risk to uh, developing cavities. This question is really more for a different podcast that, that, that I host called the Varsity Kansas City Podcast. We focus on high school athletics and stuff. I'm, I'm curious about mouth guards. And and a lot of the athletes are wearing them today, but you gotta wonder: is it really that necessary, or is it just kind of the the, the fashion trend? You know, as, as kids are becoming more active and, and they're playing more and more contact sports, it's becoming actually a, a very big issue. And in fact, so much in some states that um, any type of athletic sport that's that they require mouth guards in, in anything that has contact. So, so that was really just me being an old man asking that kind of question. Why are they different? Not at all. <laughs> so, no, I mean. It's one of those things. I mean, you're putting yourself out there in those types of situations, and, and a guard can do wonders. You know, there's going to be you know mishaps and and, and contact. So, um, we definitely promote in our office um, youth that are in, involved in those types of sports, even where it's not mandated. Obviously, football you're mandated to wear a guard. Um, you know, basketball, soccer. We really advise those youth to get a custom-made mouth guard that they can wear, and it's it's amazing what we can do. I mean, we can match your team uniforms now. We can put your logo on it. You know, we can do all kinds of, of neat things um, regarding those. So, is is it is it really important though to get to get a custom-made one and not just go buy it buy off the shelf? You know, you can buy the, the off-the-shelf ones or anymore. They're you can make them custom-made the way they're way they're designed, but there's n- never going to be a substitute, true substitute for an actual custom-made one. Because um, it is a accurate depiction of what your your teeth are, so. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that now because right now spring sports for high schools are are, are getting ready to, to gear up. I think practices just started this week for spring sports. So so if you're if you're an athlete or your your kid is a spring athlete, it's probably a good idea if you haven't already to call your dentist office and, and to to inquire about getting that mouth guard. Absolutely, I mean it's they're not that expensive, much more than, than an over the counter. We can we can get them custom made for a relatively inexpensive amount, and like I said, we can do all sorts of different things with them. So. Um, we can, you know, match your jersey. Like I said, we can put your uniform number on them. We can do whatever. So, well, this is going to lead, lead me now. I want to have a fun question. Do you have a Do you have a favorite sports injury that you've seen to the mouth? 
I never like to see a sports injury at all, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it happens and it happens routinely. And, you know, parents and children alike, you know, don't think it won't happen to me and, and, and until it does, and, you know, and, um, you know, off, often involves, you know, what we call vulsing a tooth or losing a, t- a permanent tooth, which technology now we can actually, we can put those teeth back in and it's amazing what we can recover but from. You, you can put the real teeth back in. It's not, you can. not like the old hockey days of. Well, you know, in the old days, I think they did, those guys, they just lost a tooth and went about their business. But, you know, obviously we're much more um, self-conscious society now. So, you know, anytime you lose a front tooth, you're not going to want to be walking around. It's obviously going to be your first priority. But, yeah, you can actually – I've actually had it happen on numerous occasions, um, you know, where a child lost a permanent front tooth. And, you know, we immediately – we found it. We put it back in. And, and those kids are fine. They still have a functioning vital tooth. So that's really cool to me. Like I had no idea that you'd actually take a an adult tooth and 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 put it back in and it everything works fine. You, you can on most occasions you can do that, believe it or not. So if if you lose an adult tooth, find it, find it, and first. then call your dentist. Yeah, and and immediately if you are able to put it back in, put it back in yourself. If not, you know, obviously call the dentist. If you can't put it back in, put it in a cold cup of milk, and just like yeah. I said, wait, 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 cold cup of milk. Yep. All right, you got to explain that one. Well, you know, I, I don't really have a good explanation <laughs> of why that's a good thing, but um, that's it preserves a tooth um, until we can get to it and replace that tooth or put the tooth back in. Wow. You know, I, I, I figured I'd learn something, but that's 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 a new one. I, uh, I like that. I, I actually, you know, I, I had new this. New tip of the day. I had this happen um, just a couple years ago. I, one of my neighbor's kids had a pool accident, knocked his front tooth out. And um, ended up in the bottom of the pool and permanent tooth. And uh, you know, it was like 60 degrees outside. So I sent my kid diving for it. And <laughs> we, but we, we found it. We put in a cup of milk and we were able to put it back in there on the spot. So, so and, and, and it's a great kid. He's to this day um, still has his front tooth. <laughs> That's a great, that, that, that is a great story. Well, I mean, it's obvious that you have um, a, a lot of passion for, for, for what you do. Um, this show is also about kind of our community, and, and you and I actually know each other a little bit from from outside of your work, from community stuff. And I know you're involved. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're involved with in Lee Summit? Um, you know, over the years, I've, <clears throat> I've been involved in several things. Um, past chamber board member um, for several years, I actually worked with with the local school district and providing screenings um, to elementary age students and you know identifying needs that were unmet. Um, we also partner with the school district. Um, you know, we get, you know, when you got a school district of 17,000 kids, there are obviously kids that fall through the crack and aren't getting, you know, essential oral health care. And so if, if a kid has a toothache and may or may not have insurance or have, you know, mom or dad may not be able to get them to the dentist, um, we partner with the school district and the school district will actually transport them to our office and we provide, you know, the necessary care that that child needs. Is that a fairly fairly common thing, or is that uh, that that districts and local dentists do, or is that is that kind of something you guys kind of came up with in a conversation somewhere? I think in a lot of communities, there's, there's a lot of partnerships between oral health care providers, and, and and I think we maybe taken it to another level um, here in Lee Summit. Um, you know, it's not that common that we have those type of situations, but it's comforting knowing that when we do have those situations, we have that child covered. You, you said that you're your fourth generation Damn. dentist, which is that that's that's kind of cool. I think I think you know if you look at a family to have some kind of legacy, that's we we call it a genetic defect. 
<laughs> Do you all have the same, like, maybe one tooth that's a little weird or a hook or something? You know, I've never even looked in my relative's mouth, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, so as we, as we talk, talk more and we get on, I, I, I got to know, so when you're, when you're not causing pain, when you're not out digging in people's mouths, what is it that you love doing? You know, um, I was, I've got three kids, amazing kids, and, you know, I, I love raising them and coaching them. Um, <clears throat> they're very active in sports, and, you know, that keeps me busy um, for the most part. But, you know, being active in the community, and, and we talked about, you know, I've been involved with Downtown Lee Summit and, and the Chamber, and, you know, it's it, I've been here for 13 years now in this community, and, you know, I couldn't imagine living anywhere else. Um, just the involvement and the engagement that the citizens have with this community is, is truly amazing. So that's one of the, one of my true passions is just being involved on as many levels as I can with the community. Well, I'll tell you, I, the, the city right now is going through its strategic planning process. And yeah, so right. I went to their first community conversation thing yesterday. And, and I will tell you, in almost every group that I was a part of, that very thing came up about how easy it is to be involved, and that when things need to happen, people seem to to come together and make it happen. They do. I mean, it's amazing, and you know, and that's you know, our partnership with the, with the school district, you know, with with uh, and it's basically with the school nurses. I mean, that in of itself is you know, you know, there's there are a lot of school districts that don't necessarily have that, and so that's just another benefit that we provide to the children in this community. Well, we call this segment "I Am Lee Summit," so you're telling telling everyone why you're in Lee Summit and who you are and your Lee Summit story. So, as we wrap things up, I got a few questions for you. Sure, There's some some rapid fire type stuff. Not 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 really, but it sounds good, right? When you brag about Lee Summit or you're trying to recruit somebody to come come into this town, what are the top three bullet points? You know, I kind of I moved here blindly 13 years ago, not really knowing what I was getting into. Um, you know, one of the big things with this community. I always tell people, like, it's a town of 100,000 people, but me growing up in a town of 2,000 people, it has that feel. I mean, it really has a community feel. People engage with people in this community, and I, I love that fact. All right. If I were to reach in my pocket and grab a $100 bill and give it to you to spend, you got to spend it in town? Where are you going? <laughs> Just, I do have to answer that, honestly. <laughs> oh, you got me stopped now. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you off the hook a little bit, sort of, but I'm going to come back at you this way. Your favorite bite of food in Lee Summit? Ooh, you know, the shrimp and grits at Third Street Social are hard to pass oh, up. Man, that, yeah. that's, a, that's a good call. <laughs> I might have gone Nashville Hot Wings. Well, that's, that's a close second right there. So. <laughs> All right, well, you got, let's say you got what? You got 60 bucks left. You want to take your kids somewhere because you're a nice dad, I'm assuming. You're a nice dad. Where are you going to go get oh, it's, for your kids? It's funny. I have um, – my kids have strange palates, so they're quite picky eaters. But any chance they can get to go to Pearl Tavern and mow through two dozen oysters, <laughs> that's where they go. Okay, I'm going to say that's good parenting. It, it shows where I fail. My 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 kid would not, would not do that. If it's green, they won't eat it. But if it's slimy, <laughs> they're all over it. I don't get it. All right, your favorite activity – around Lee Summit? Oh, you know, I'm I'm a big bicycle enthusiast. Um, I kind of got out of it for a few years, but the last couple of years I've gotten into it, and it's actually allowed me to meet <clears throat> more people in the community, and so we have actually a pretty good biking group, so I really enjoy it. And Lee Summit is definitely, as I've watched it grow, they're accommodating, you know, 
bicyclist and and it's it's a big issue for me so that's one of the things i love to do around town and once the weather starts cooperating i hear that all right here's the last here's the last one who's your favorite media person in town favorite oh that's that's a trick it's got to be you (laughs) well there we go i mean you know i'm not gonna dare say bedoin well (laughs) he's only sort of (laughs) as you will know this is all an exercise in me absolutely (laughs) dr matt neewald thank you very much for coming with us and i wish you all the luck in your business future business endeavors and we hope to talk to you again soon all right thank you it's been a pleasure Ryan, yeah, I, I feel good. I think I the, the hard temptation part, I'm past. Mm-hmm. Use that willpower. I used that willpower. There was there was one day. <laughs> there was one day, and I'll, t- I'll tell you what it was. It was early on when there was still leftover bad stuff that you wouldn't let me eat still in the fridge. Yeah. Got to dump it. Got to dump it. Sayonara. Totally. We had like a little ceremony in the house. Uh-huh. We said bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> yep. I know. I tell everybody, clean their pantries, throw it away. It's painful that you spent money on the food to get rid of it, but it's very rewarding and it helps, it helps build your confidence in this whole thing. Well, let's talk about, again, the importance of nutrition and of changing changing our diets. I know, you know one thing you said to me when I first met you, I interviewed you for our show, yep. and you said, hey, food is fuel. you got to change your way of thinking. Scared the heck out of me because I'm a bit of a foodie. I yep. love to cook, and I love almost every food except for pickles, guys. That is the food of the devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but tell me, why is it as important to have that mindset? And I know you're a bit of a foodie, too. Mm-hmm. It's not that That's you – it, yeah, it's not that you don't like all the fancy great things. Mm-hmm. But why is it important for us, even as a, as a culture, to change the way we think and the way we approach eating? Because the way we're thinking about it now is making us – unhealthy and obese you know that's the path we're going on and and it's it's way harder to eat clean than it is to eat dirty anymore i mean just look at day-to-day grocery stores fast food i mean it's impossible to eat healthy and if you can flip your flip your switch in your mind that you're going to start eating healthy and that food isn't important to you anymore it's just fuel then you can once you get to where you want to be you can enjoy those things every once in a while but you can't be day-to-day because it's it's that's what's happened to our society is that's why we're overweight that's why we're obese that's why we have all these diseases and everything is because of that. Can I tell you the one thing I miss? What? The one thing I really miss? Pizza. Pizza, yeah. I mean, I love tacos. We talk about yep. tacos on the mm-hmm. show a lot. Yep. But my, my true gluttony love yep. is pizza. Yep. Well, get some weight off once we get to your maintenance thing. You can enjoy pizza once a week. You get a cheat meal once a week once we get through this first phase. I got to earn it. You got to earn it. You know what? You gotta I'm work already for at the it. point where I, I feel like I haven't earned it yet. Yep. I'm not ready yep. for that step. And I guarantee pizza sounds really good, but once you eat it, you're going to get sick to your stomach. I just had a client that had a cheat meal this last week, and she texted me, and she threw half the pizza away because it just made her sick. She wanted to go vomit because she's been eating so clean. So that's where we want to get you to, where you don't even think about those foods like, like you used to. Okay, but Ryan, don't ruin pizza for me. No, no. I'm going to try not to. All right. There we yeah, go. The Hawaiians already did. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will stay on with this diet, I promise. And yep. really, because I'm also scared. <laughs> if somebody else wants to learn more about fitness and changing the way they look at food, Ryan, how can they contact you? Uh, go to my website. We do free consultations. Come in. Tell me. Ask me any questions you have. It's www.shredkc.com. <laughs>